Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast. We are in season one, episode three. I'm your host, Kitty, and tonight we're going to be talking about soul origins with Allura Rain, the Wayfaring Witch. I'm super excited about this topic. I feel like everyone enjoys like the past life conversation. So Allura and I have known each other for quite a few years now, and I have to say she's one of my favorite magical peeps, but on to the show. Alora, would you like to tell us a little about yourself, maybe a little bit about your practice and how you got into Soul Origins? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to do this. This is my first time ever on a podcast, so I'm pretty stoked about being here. And we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is Soul Origins, so that's even better. I am a practicing witch, and I've been practicing since about 2010. But I started reading and learning tarot around the age of nine. Um, Currently, my practice is, well, it's always been pretty eclectic, but right now it's a mix of Norse and Celtic and Southern folk magic. Um, And yeah, so it makes (laughs) for a very interesting, uh, what's the word? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) an interesting cauldron. But I got into, I actually got into Soul Origins through myself, like being interested in my own past lives. But also I, at one point was studying Ascension Magic and New Age Theory. And Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, how can this be outside of the realm of witchcraft? Maybe it isn't. And so that's when I really dove into researching all things Soul Origin. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I think those things, it, reading the book that you recommended to me, the Ascension Magic book, you know, we've kind of always known that all these things go hand in hand. It's just that some of the communities might not necessarily see it that way. But, right. You know. I mean, the new age, like, I think there's a misunderstanding that new age means that it's new, but these concepts are just as ancient and old as the pagan or witchcraft concepts that circulate, you know, among the community, I think. Yeah. And I think it's a, I think it's just a slight bit of difference because with new age theory, really a lot of the premise comes from theoretical physics, uh, most of it. And so, I mean, that's, that's uh, a science that people get degrees in. So it's not as far fetched as people think. Yeah. But you know, people used to call science witchcraft like way back in the day. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Of course. Seriously. Well, anything Um, somebody can't understand, they mm -hmm. want to, immediately instill fear and slap a label on so well that's true (laughs) (laughs) so um how I would say getting into the the topic of soul origins how would you describe exactly what we're talking about to someone who's maybe never heard the term before who has you know they might be listening and they're coming on and they have no idea what we're even talking about as far as soul origins go how would you describe that Okay, so Soul Origins is 
uh, based in a few different concepts. So one of them is reincarnation. So it's based on the premise that the soul reincarnates, but in soul origins, we're talking about reincarnation through multiple dimensions of existence. And some of those are non-human realms. Okay. So you would have angelic beings and um, elemental beings, for instance, are included in soul mm-hmm. origins. And then it's also based on the principle of nonlinear time. So when we talk about past lives, it's really uh, an oxymoron uh, in mm-hmm. soul origins because it's not necessarily past lives. Uh, so it's a life that you incarnated through at some stage in time but it doesn't necessarily mean it could be in the future but if yeah time is not linear then right. that's certainly possible so um, maybe it would be better to say other lives instead of just passing yeah. you yeah, know exactly. yeah exactly and the other thing i tell people is that soul origins are like a quilt if you think about a quilt so quilts are made with squares Um, most often. And so each realm that you incarnate in is a different square of your soul quilt. And we take experiences and uh, we express them in our psychology, in our physical being, in our spirituality, in who we are, in our Mm -hmm. human existence. So. Wow. That's true. Very well put. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Whoa, you just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, right on. So, <laughs> no, yeah, that did blow my mind a little bit. The quilt metaphor was really, I like that. I'm going to have to use that, but I'll give you credit for it, of course. <laughs> uh, look, I don't have a patent on that. You're, you're good. <laughs> okay. Um, so, as far as soul origins and you know, the human and non-human realms, what are the, what would you say are the main, you know, categories of this? What are the main soul origin realms? And then could you also maybe, maybe, excuse me, briefly explain each of them? Sure. So uh, there are five, I think, I think there are five, yeah, five, five that I really focus on in soul origin profiles. And so one of them is the elemental realm. So this is the realm of nature spirits. And this realm consists of, uh, a lot of people think it's the fey realm, which it is, but it's also the realm of things you might not think about as being mm-hmm. elemental spirits. So right, of course, like sylphs and pixies and selkies and merfolk and and all of those, but also things like giants, for instance, like mm. a lot of people think of them as their own realm, but they actually fall into the elemental uh, realm of existence. Right. And yeah. And so um, then we have wise ones, which also are known as mystics. Um, so this is the realm of mystics. And this is actually uh, a human realm of incarnation, typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not necessarily, which we'll get into that <laughs> in a bit because it can get, <clears throat> excuse me, it can get a little confusing. <laughs> it's going to get uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> the realm of mystics 
such as uh, priestesses, oracles, alchemists, herbalists, things like that. Mm-hmm. Then, we, then we have the angelic realm, which is the realm of angels, which is a really interesting because a lot of people don't associate angelic beings with necessarily witchcraft or uh, occultism, but mm-hmm. actually they're very, very uh, seeped into magic. And mm-hmm. there are far more choirs than most people realize. Um, and so they encompass the ones you've heard of and probably some of the ones that you aren't necessarily familiar with. Virtues, principal, uh, principalities, principalities. Jeez, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard one to say. Seraphim. Uh, so, yeah, but there's actually like at least the ones that I've been a part of and experienced through Soul Origin Profiles. There's at least 12 or more um, that I've experienced through Soul Origin Profiles. So that's pretty neat. Whoa. No, seriously, (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah. And then we have the Light Children, which this one is super interesting, too, because this these souls are akin to a divine light frequency. And most people will recognize when I say indigo children, rainbow children, Mm -hmm. crystal children, Blu-ray children, but actually there are over 77 different kinds of light children. That's like fascinating. That's like more than the amount of colors. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you could be like a periwinkle child. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of them do cross over. Hmm. So, for instance, like you have blue rays, but then you also have blue goldens. So, oh, wow, you're blowing my mind now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. Wow. Um, and then finally, one of everybody's favorite topics is star seeds. So, these are the realm of souls that have incarnated in other universes and on other planets, um, such as Pleiades, Arcturus. Orion, Sirius. Um, so these are souls that have existed on those planets in different universes, in different dimensions, right. which is always fascinating. Yeah. Um, and to say, you just, I just want to elaborate on that last point about star seeds. Cause I just, you just made me think of it. If the universe is so mm-hmm. big, right. And we, we know about these certain, beings from these specific planets you know there's some common ones right like this the syrians orions lyrans and all that but like imagine how many more might actually come here if the universe is so big there's probably some here that we don't even know like we don't even have a name for right which is kind of cool if you think about it exactly and i've also experienced star seeds that are not very popularized. So like Pegasians and uh, mm-hmm. Cassiopeians and uh, yeah. So just different ones that we don't have a lot of information for. I have still seen and picked them out um, through soul origin profiling. So right. that's always really cool, but it, but it's also a little bit unfortunate because 
uh, aside from intuitive information, there's not a whole lot of reference information I can point somebody to. Right. I was going <laughs> to say far- that. Yeah. I was going to say that because just doing research on my own, there's been, you know, I've tried to look up star seeds from different constellations or stars or whatever. And some, there's just not a lot of information about at all. And then when you go to look at, you know, where's this information coming from, then you're kind of like, well, it's from one source. And how do I even know, you know, like what that source is or are they channeling it or what, you know, where is it actually coming from? So I get what you're saying. It's kind of unfortunate in that way because there's certain ones that maybe there's more of those souls that incarnate here. So there's more information, but then, but then again, what if those people are just thinking that they're Orions, but they're really from somewhere else, (laughs) you know? Right. Yeah. Which is possible. Exactly. For sure. Um, Okay. So we talked about the main soul origin realms. What about are, is there any like, from these main soul origins so these are the main ones but is there anything outside of that that you've come across that you've been kind of like whoa and wait before we go there you should probably explain (laughs) um what what you do as far as soul origin profiling because we're we're talking about the fact that you you can do this for people but we didn't really i don't think we went into exactly you know what that is and and what your service is Yeah, what the process is. Right. So when somebody comes for a soul origin profile, like the full-on enchilada, they want the level three, they want all the information. What happens is, is I pull their natal birth chart using whole sign houses. And I also pull their fixed star chart. And I include markers that aren't necessarily included in a regular natal chart some of the more spiritual aspects that can be put into a natal chart, such as uh, the black moon and things like that. So there are those that I look at as well. But I also have a series of surveys that a client will take. So they'll do an initial survey, which will then indicate to me which specific realms I need to test them for. I need to see where, where they belong in these realms. And sometimes when I have them take a particular realm survey, I will basically intuit that that realm has nothing to do with their human experience and is not important. And so they won't, my intuition will not pick up on anything and there won't be any markers in their natal chart either, Mm. or their natal chart markers will be insignificant. So that's happened as well. But after, so after the initial survey and then after the uh, specific realm surveys, what I then do is I look at the natal chart and the fixed stars and see what markers are there in, in analytical format um, in those charts. And then I employ my intuition and look at their survey answers. And there are markers as well, or as I like to say, you know, we leave breadcrumbs for ourselves uh, to figure these things out, but we don't always know what breadcrumbs we're looking for. Mm. So I just kind of pick up on the breadcrumbs in the surveys and then take that against 
their natal chart to intuit what exactly is important, what's coming through, because I I can't pick up on every single incarnation you've ever had, right. but the ones that are important to your human experience, the ones that you brought in when you incarnated that are important for you to grow into your highest self, those are the ones that I'm able to be like, okay, this, this, this is obvious. Right on. <clears throat> I love it. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, along the same lines, would you say that you've seen any deviations from those, what was it, four or five main soul origins? Yeah. And so remember when I said things are going to get complicated? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're at that point. <laughs> So a lot of the breadcrumbs do overlap in different soul origin realms. And so sometimes it doesn't mean anything and other times it means a lot, but there are hybrids. And I will tell you that the vast majority of people that come for soul origins are hybrids or wanderers or, well, you're a little bit more rare. Oh. (laughs) But uh, there's Why, thank you. evolving souls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's all types of combinations. And because, and when I explained in the beginning that soul origins are like a quilt, mm-hmm. well, that's why. Yeah. Because you're, at, you, you have these, all these squares. And so how does that fit into the puzzle? Mm-hmm. So wanderers typically are those that I've seen that have incarnated in multiple realms and they don't really... It's like they're trying on this and that and what have you, but they haven't made up their mind mm. <laughs> or, or long. They're just kind of trying things out. Right. And hybrids are more likely to embody both or more, two or more soul origins at once with some mastery um, in either or or all. Mm-hmm realms that they've incarnated from and then you like I said are a little bit more rare uh because you're an evolving soul which means that the I the way I explained it to you is the way I can best explain it is like if you're creating a rubber band ball you add a rubber band and add a rubber band until you make a ball and so these souls are picking up an experience here and building on it and building on it and building on it and then eventually they'll reincarnate as a hybrid. Hmm. Got it. Eventually you just make a big ball, right? (laughs) Yeah. And let me just say, let let me just say this right now. Uh, I am not a self-proclaimed expert on this. This is all through my own experience, my intuition and what I've been doing for the past 10 years. So I am certainly not the be all end all on this topic, but I do have a lot of experience in it. And this is what I found from my experiences working with soul origins. Well, uh, maybe uh, you say that, that you're not the be all end all, but I'll tell you that I haven't, I mean, I've done a lot of research into past other lives, excuse me, um, <laughs> reincarnation and Kashic records and all that. And there really isn't a whole lot of, of resources out there that kind of um, combine all of it together, at least not from what I've seen. There's a few, but you're unique mm-hmm. in that 
you're looking at all of it, like all at once for people. Like there's websites that will look at your star seed markers. You know, there's other websites that kind of touch on elemental souls, but they don't really go into detail necessarily about it or tell you, you know, if you are or not. So I think that you're unique in that you're looking at all of the realms and you have at least a little bit of expertise from what I've seen in each realm. <laughs> um, you know, oh, thank you. no, really it, it's, it's a, it's a unique thing. It really is. I think it's awesome. Um, well, you can, you can thank my uh, Virgo son for the need to <laughs> look at it all. No, I, I, well, maybe it is a Virgo thing. But... <clears throat> <laughs> We talked about deviations and then combinations. What about, so, okay. This was something that I read about years ago when we started looking, I think you were starting to look at the soul origins. This was many, many years ago. And I don't want to say the name, but this woman was talking about earth angels. (laughs) And, Uh and so my guess, my next question is, does any soul, um, and truly like incarnate or originate on earth itself, or do we come, f- does everyone come from another realm or, or is there actual, like just earth souls here? Does that make sense? So, yeah, it does make sense. And my answer to this is, I don't know. Hmm. Um, but I do know, like it's yes and no. So I don't know about earth souls themselves like originating from the earth because souls exist in the ether. Okay. Whatever that means to you. So I have had experience in profiling people who were brand new souls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that means that this was their first experience being incarnated period. Uh, and, And actually one of them's in my family. So this just like blows my I, mind though. Cause I'm like, where are they coming from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So, I love this topic. Go ahead. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that there are earth souls, but I do think that there are souls that are brand new yeah. that haven't incarnated any. I think before. if I could reword my question, I agree with you. I don't think that any, like the souls don't come from the earth. We we're, we're from the universe or from the all source, whatever you want to call it. And that's where everyone comes from um, truly. But I guess maybe what I was saying is there, is there anyone who, um, only incarnates on earth and does that make sense i don't know or is that or are we all like from some other realm i guess that's where i was going with it but yeah (laughs) yeah and i actually we'll get in yeah i there's a longer answer i could go into with that but why not (laughs) okay well okay so there is anybody who talks about light children and I, I don't know what other people call them. That's what I call them. But um, there is a couple of theories about light children. And one of them is that light children are new souls to the earth, particularly I've heard rainbow children. 
our new souls to the earth. And uh, so I kind of want to debunk that mm-hmm. a little bit because I have not, I, I don't think that, I don't think that if you are a light child, it means you've never been incarnated yeah. before because I have seen that debunk time and time again. Uh, and so I don't think that a particular realm of existence means that you haven't incarnated here mm-hmm. before. I think that's, I think that's horse. Hockey. I got you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, um, someone that's close to me, I believe is, I guess you would call them a hybrid, but I think is a little of elemental plus light child. So that would kind of, yeah, debunk that either in either for me or for the just light that whole theory to begin with. Um, right. But, you know, if you look into like the rays of light that these light children are being brought into just from the little that I've researched, because I don't know much about it, but just from what I've read, why wouldn't it be that a soul who might have been an elemental, you know, in, in the past why wouldn't it be that they could come back to earth on this ray of light, you know, and in that way, I mean, that just makes sense to me, but. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't think that there's like, I don't know again, obviously I'm not God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, but I don't think like the universe is going, wait a second, you were an elemental before. I don't think you can come back on this light ray. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Um, but then again, I don't know at all. It's just my my assumption. But um, okay. So I love this conversation. This is so cool. Um, so <laughs> why why do angels, star seeds, light children, elementals, all these things? Why why do we incarnate on Earth? Um, it it seems like there's more of us now than ever before and 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 also too let me add physically the population has exploded so i mean you know if you think about it just logically then there's obviously more souls on the planet than there have been they have to come from somewhere but there's got to be like a more divine purpose right so what in your opinion might that purpose be or you know from your research or whatever so it's uh, that's another myth um, that I, well I I think it's a myth because if you look at the pattern through human history uh, they've actually been around for a very long time <clears throat> and they've reincarnated here over and over again hmm. so if if we talk about reincarnation just in human experience terms okay so you have been a human, you reincarnate to be human again, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. It's no different. It's no different than incarnating in one realm and then coming to be on earth and then deciding to incarnate again on earth. It's the same thing. There are lessons and experiences that that soul needs to learn and they can only Mm. learn it here. They're not learning it in another dimension. And it, and like I said, if you look throughout human history, which is really interesting when you sit down. Oh, my God. It, it so is. Yeah. If you look at. Yeah. If you look at things like the civil rights movement and the Civil War and all of these major mm-hmm. upheavals, uh, look at all 
1960s and oh yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like when you sit down and you think about it that these souls have been here many many times and have caused lots of change and typically which is crazy when you actually sit down and think about it but basically I've come to the conclusion that these souls typically incarnate on mass about every 20 years in the U.S. Now I'm only speaking for the U.S. Um, because that's where I grew up and I've had mm-hmm. the most experience. Um, it could be the same around the world, but in the U.S. I've noticed that it's about every 20 years that we get this mm-hmm. surge of uh, incarnated otherworldly right. folks. Um, so, and, and it's through the entire decade. So you have about a decade where these souls are being born and then you have a decade where it's qu- kind of quiet and then you have another decade where they're being born. So it's crazy yeah. interesting. And I also think that these souls incarnate not only for lessons for their own souls, but I think that they incarnate here because when they incarnate here, the earth is in desperate need of their particular gifts, whatever that may be, whether it's to create massive change or bring down um, social infrastructure or to break down religious systems or whatever it is to raise humanity to a higher level through kindness and love and things like that, whatever their specific particular gifts are, the earth and everyone here is in dire need of those things. And so I think that that has a lot to do with Mm. when and why they come. Okay. (laughs) No, that I'm just, I'm so, I love this. No. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just like, I'm loving this conversation. It's, this is, this is a topic that I just get so carried away with. Like when I first learned about, star seeds and started exploring that aspect and kind of realizing that I might have have incarnated in other places um was back in 2012 or 2011 right before 2012 and it was like at Mm -hmm. first it seemed really far-fetched but it kind of like struck you know like struck a bell or hit a whatever that metaphor is and (laughs) And, but then it was like, I got sucked (laughs) into this whole realm of like past lives or other lives. And then, then you start looking at, and it all plays in together, really. Then you start wondering about, you know, the real history of the planet and of humanity. And I mean, I could go down a a huge rabbit hole here and I think, you know what I'm saying, but a lot of these things aren't (laughs) like most people don't know about the true, you know, ancient origins of humanity. And I don't even think that I know, honestly, but if you dig into it further, you start seeing all these connections and, um, you know, a lot of these things that I don't know, I feel like we're hidden. And anyway, again, I'm going down a rabbit hole. It's just a super interesting topic. And I could like sit and read the entire, scour the entire internet about this for like hours but then I would never like sleep or eat or anything. So um, you'd be, you'd be like Penny from that episode of big bang theory. Come out. With a basically. In your, in, in basically. 
husband's yeah, boxers. it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. I could totally, yeah, I would just become a hermit and just research all of this. But I just find it that interesting. And I think when you, when you might be, you know, an incarnated, whatever, you know, uh, angel or elemental or star seed or whatever, you have that kind of pull to find out more about humanity and the origins of humanity and not just like what we've been told, you know, does that make sense? Right. I think that's a big part of it for me, at least I was like, wait a second. So you're saying like we evolved and this was the time period, but what happened to like this hundreds of thousands of years, you know, (laughs) like no one's talking about that. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this happened and we evolved and ah, we don't really know, you know, and I don't know. I just find it really interesting. So, all right. So getting back on track here, because like I said, I could go down a huge rabbit hole and everybody is probably confused already at this point. Um, <laughs> so if you're willing to share, because I'm sure everyone wants to know, if you're willing to share just a little bit, I'm assuming you know about your soul origins. Um, maybe you could at least give us like yeah, a couple, I do. you know inklings of that (laughs) without revealing too much (laughs) yeah so I won't reveal them all because a girl's got to keep a little mystery but (laughs) I can tell you that I know for a fact it like in my soul in my inner knowing through my birth chart through all of those things I am uh, a, a wise one and an elemental Um, and I'll particularly just share one, like one way that I know that for sure that I'm an elemental is (laughs) interestingly enough. So what I'm about to say is going to make a lot of sense to those of you who have worked with the Fae and the nature spirits, but if you haven't, it'll probably sound like, what? (laughs) but, (laughs) uh, the elemental realm most of them have a an aversion to iron. And so a lot of elemental souls that I have profiled, and this includes myself, uh, suffer from iron mm-hmm. deficiency and usually iron deficient anemia as a result. Now, there are a lot of other signs and symptoms and things that go into this, but that that for me was a big like, Okay, wait a Mm -hmm. minute. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't just that, but that combined with me knowing myself and knowing my birth chart and knowing all of those things, I was like, oh, Oh, wait a second. (laughs) So so that for sure. And as far as uh, wise ones go, uh, the fact that I do what I do, (laughs) I am so drawn to spirituality, the occult, um, and everything having to do with right. magic and that's a that's a big that's yeah. a big sign for mystics. yeah i would i would venture so. to say that people who are drawn to the occult you know new age witchcraft metaphysics and all that and stay in in that um you know throughout their lives i would venture to say that they're probably all wise ones right that's probably kind of an easy one to maybe an easy one to figure out well sort of well sort of but not not always Mm. 
<clears throat> because like I said, a lot of things. Oh, overlap. that's true. But, yeah. <laughs> Cause you could ahead. say like someone who's really <laughs> but, into green witchery and growing things could also be an earth elemental of some kind. Um, so that makes yeah, right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I could see how that could get very complex. <laughs> Yeah, it does. But I will say, I do want to uh, debunk this uh, this myth here uh, about mystics. There, I was reading something, and I can't remember what it was. And, and the person that was writing about it said that wise ones tend to be in positions of religious power, like oh, the Pope. Mm. And I was, I, I just, my head, and I was like, okay, yeah. well, <laughs> maybe, but... I don't, that's not like, no, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, because, and I'm, there's no, yeah, that's sticky. That's like icky. Like, I don't know, because there's some religious leaders that you're just like, they're just doing it as a means to an end. Does that make sense? And they might not. Right. They're not doing it for right. spiritual betterment. They're doing yeah. it for power. And I'm not saying they're all like that, but there's definitely some that are like that. So you couldn't just say that, oh, you know, yeah. I think you're right to debunk that. <laughs> right. Theory. Exactly. And, and, yeah. And I think that that's one of the main things that I like to reinforce is that this is soul origin stuff. And so there's no rules for this there's no hard and fast this is this and that is that it doesn't Mm -mm. work like that anything with intuitive uh senses is not you know doesn't have rules like that so if somebody tells you that you cannot possibly be a mystic or an elemental because of abc yeah you know that's a really good point yeah and i i would to like add on to that you know there Like we can come up with all these lists of, you know, like I wrote an article and I tried to do my best to explain each type of starseed, right? And like the characteristics that we know of, but again, there's a lot of overlap there, right? And also, um, you know, you might be an elemental and see some of these things and go, oh yes, I'm this type of starseed, but maybe you're not even a starseed or, or, you know, or maybe you have been, but you know, that's not your main like realm right now does that make sense so you just you see it and you think it strikes a nerve and then it's assumed that that's what you are but I think that it's more or less uh, a self-soul journey you have to really just take your time and figure it out on your own you can't rely truly on just a source on the internet to tell you you know right exactly Um, Agree. I'll say that I recently had a a star seed. I don't even know what you call it. Whatever done from someone. I'm not going to say the name, but um, I paid someone to, you know, find my markers or whatever, like star seed markers, and it 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 took so long that I ended up just learning how to find them on my own. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time it was done, I was kind of like, meh, like I had already figured it out myself. Um, but I'll say, you know, right. like they did a good job and everything. But I think inevitably the point here is that you can have someone guide you like Alora, And Alora is probably 
my opinion, one of the best or the best to help you help guide you. But inevitably, you know, you have to look back at if you've had any significant dreams, if you're pulled to anything, um, you know, like ancient cultures and things of that nature, and just what your intuition is telling you, then that's going to be, you know, more of the gospel than say someone on the internet that I paid, you know what I mean? Um, right. But like I said, yeah, honestly, you're, I would recommend everyone to come to you to, as a guide. Um, but don't, no, (laughs) sorry, I'm getting off on, I'm hitting these points already, but anyway, okay. So let's move on. Um, well, I'll just say real quick. I know for me that I, I know that I've lived lives on earth. Um, I, because I've had specific dreams and I've also had really vivid visions, mostly of ancient Egypt. So I'm, and I've always been very drawn to that as a child. So that's one I, I would say, um, like a recommendation for people. If you have like a specific culture or whatever that you've always been drawn to, even from a kid, like you like the movies or anything, then that might be, you know, something to explore. Um, and then I also know that I do have some star seed incarnations elsewhere, but, um, you know, I don't know. I can't like map out my full, <laughs> like incarnation history. I don't think anybody could. That would just be never ending. So usually yeah, usually pretty but yeah, I will so. say that I don't connect unless, to unless the angelic brand. thing like at all. Um but you know, I wonder what other people right. like think about that. You know, if they have certain realms that they don't like that doesn't resonate with them at all or, you know, do, do you run into that like with people who are just like nope, that's definitely not me. I haven't actually uh, run into that with my readings. Uh, yeah, I hmm. haven't run into that, but I, I don't know if that's because they're not telling mm. me or because I, yeah, okay. I don't know. But I always tell people to take what resonates and and don't pay attention right. to the rest. Uh, but I've, I haven't had anybody come back to me and just say, you're completely wrong. This is rubbish. I don't feel any of this. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I can't no, say that. No, I didn't mean that. Experience. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke. I guess what I oh, meant no, was, no. Ha- have you ever seen where it's just like someone has no markers in a specific realm, like, at all? Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, that happens all the time. Okay. That happens all the time, but that's, I guess the reason for that, or at least what makes sense to me is like I said before, you know, I can't pull up every time that you've incarnated into a different realm. That would, that would be very long and it would probably take me my whole life. To be one person. <laughs> probably <But>, then some. <laughs> yeah. But the signs and markers and all of those things that come through in a reading are generally the things mm-hmm. that are most prominent for their current human experience and spiritual journey. So that means that they could have at some stage been incarnated as 
an angelic being, but for the purposes of their incarnation here on Mm -hmm. earth, that is not relevant. And they don't have anything from that realm that they need to be incorporating or integrating into Mm -hmm. their human experience. Got you. That makes sense. Um, no, it does. I'm, I'm with you. We're vibing here. So, <laughs> so like on a basic level, how would you recommend it be, you know, before even having a soul origin profile done, is there some simple signs that, that would indicate to someone, you know, their soul origins. And we've kind of already touched on some of this, obviously. And I, I even mentioned, you know, if you're drawn to a specific um, ancient culture or, you know, if you're drawn to the stars or whatever, mm-hmm. what, what would you say are some, maybe just some simple signs to explore? So if you have access to your birth chart, your natal chart, and you can see all of your, um, the usual points on a natal chart. So you've got, you know, Mars, Mercury, the moon, et cetera, your main points on a natal chart. If you have access to that, uh, star seeds typically have their planets or a good, I won't say majority, but any planet that falls within 25 to 27, 28 degrees in a natal chart can be significant. Um, often star seeds have at least one or two or more, to, well, usually two or more uh, planets that fall beyond 25 degrees. And then uh, you can, from there, you know, different uh, mm-hmm. astrological signs align with different planetary bodies and so forth and so on. So, but a good way to, if you feel like you might be a star seed, if you're drawn to the stars, if you identify as, uh, you know, being of the star seed realm, one of the breadcrumbs that star seeds often leave themselves is having planets that are beyond 25 degrees in their natal chart. Uh, let's see who's next. And I already talked about elementals. A lot of elementals have iron deficiency, iron deficient anemia. Um, And they also generally have a strong connection to the element that is most prominent in their chart. Okay, so just quickly, uh, elementals don't necessarily have to have a high percentage of earth element in their chart. So for instance, if I'm profiling and I, my intuition is like off the hook because this person is resonating as a water elemental their water will be prominent or they will have significant planets Mm -hmm. in water houses um, and water signs. So just because you don't have a lot of earth element doesn't necessarily mean that you're not an elemental. Um, Angelic beings seem to, and this is so crazy, but a lot of them are, Uh, loners who drift along and they often find themselves in the middle of a lot of disasters without being harmed, if that makes sense. And that's just, uh, that's just uh, something that comes through in uh, a survey 
for instance, that I would look at. It's not necessarily anything in a natal chart, but if you are someone that always seems to find yourself in a crisis, but is never harmed and is always helping others and is over generous and always working for charities and things like that, uh, you could Mm. be an angelic being or an incarnated angelic being from another realm of existence. (laughs) Light children. So light children I have found in, in their natal charts seem to be quite balanced when it comes to hemispheres, quadrants, elements, rays, um, all of those things. Typically I will see multiple balances where all of those things. So for instance, with elements, So a lot of light children will have an equal balance of the elements in their natal chart. So they won't have a a dominant element or they won't have a dominant hemisphere or they won't have Mm -hmm. a dominant quadrant, but I will see multiple, multiple balances in their Mm -hmm. charts. And then wise ones, typically wise ones or mystics have quite a few, natal chart markers in their eighth and 12th houses, which deal with, uh, religion, spirituality, the occult, uh, secrets, death, sex, all of those things. Um, and they also, again, this is where a lot of things overlap, but wise ones also tend to have significant planets in water signs. Why? Because water signs are the intuitive signs and that's where we find, um, our intuition coming in. So, that doesn't, like I said, that's not a hard and fast rule, but it's also a sign of a wise one. So you kind of have to zoom out and look at the picture as a whole before you can say with certainty mm-hmm. this, you know, this is this. But if you are wondering about your own soul origins, these are just some things that you can think about and see how it resonates intuitively with you hmm. inside yourself. Well, I would say, oh, something I found out recently, which I think is pretty cool. Someone said that um, for star seeds, another way uh, to tell, like maybe where you've incarnated elsewhere, is that the the constellation will be on your palm. And huh, I will tell you that I was like, whatever. And then I looked at my palm and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> for real like it's it, it freaked me out I was like what I'll send you a picture later but it it's and then like yeah that's really awesome. and truly I I looked at my palm and I was like that kind of looks like this and then I pulled it up on the internet and I'm like holy shit it's it's right you know so I wonder and that's not well, and that's not very far-fetched because there are a lot of star seeds and elementals and, you know, incarnated uh, beings from other realms who mm-hmm. that's another breadcrumb, whether that constellation is on your palm or it's right. on your arm in freckles or it's, you know what I mean? So there are physical signs that you, that the soul mm-hmm. can choose to leave on the body to say, Hey, that's true. Remember? Like, you, you know, it could, the moles, right. But then you look at it and you're like, I should probably go get my dermatologist to look at this because it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's looking a little like Arcturus, but it's morphing. No. Um, <laughs> so, all right. I'm going to go back, kind of skip. I don't know. We're going to, we're going to touch on this because I, I've always wondered this. What about, so when you're, when you're talking about, so there's some theories about that you, um, in your, you know, infinite creation, like where your soul comes from, that you may have been created with a specific group of souls. So like they say, there's a soul group that you may have been, you know, whatever birthed from the universe with whatever you want to call it. And, you know, those people in your soul group may also be your soul mates or whatever you want to call them, your kindred spirits. What about that? Like, do we incarnate, um, let's say you're, let's say just for example, there's someone and they've incarnated as an angelic being on the planet. And, you know, maybe one other soul from their soul group is also on the planet do they have to also be angelic or could they be like, you know, living an elemental sort of, you know, existence? Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess the way that I would answer that question is again, to say that soul origins work a lot like quilts. And so if you, believe that you incarnate in multiple realms. Now, of course, there's always exceptions, but if you believe that you've incarnated into multiple realms, there's no reason to believe that that angelic being has not incarnated into an elemental realm before and vice versa. So just because you may need to be on alert to your elemental realm existence in your current human experience doesn't necessarily mean that the other person needs to have that same knowledge because maybe they've already mastered what they need to master from that realm and it doesn't apply mm. to their current existence. Yeah. And you know what? I Does feel that silly sense? for even asking that question because I feel like we already touched on all of that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> You're no, no um, questions are silly. So let me just make sure I didn't skip anything important here. Oh, so, okay. To take this a step further, can like with the hybrid, you know, theory or, you know, deviating from like one realm or the other, I was thinking the other day, and this has taken it like kind of far, but um, wouldn't it be safe to assume that if there's other planets and other dimensions that, you know, there's souls living out their lives there that they could also be like an elemental from another planet. So you're kind of like, it's like a, a nature spirit from that planet, similar to what we would have here, but they're from a different planet. Does that make sense? Yes. So the answer to that question is, first of all, it's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not as far out there as you would imagine it to be. And actually, this is a really great question because I have never addressed this before, but it has been coming really? up in readings oh, great. a lot I'm not lately. Crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is probably taking yeah. it way too far, like the next level. So, but it was something I, I thought about, you know. 
Well, it's just been coming up as in, this is what I'm seeing in a lot of readings lately. So the answer is absolutely. Um, You can. And because elements and elementals and the elemental realm does not just exist here on earth and in our human realm. So for example, you could have definitely been an Assyrian nymph. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, and, and let me explain this as well. So because I know the human terms for the elemental realm here, those are the terms that I use uh, when describing things like Syrian nymph, because that's the closest right. thing that I'm intuiting to yeah. what it would be. Does that make sense? Because right. I don't well, we don't, right. Like, word. yeah, how would we know? <laughs> but it's like if you're a nature spirit from another right. planet, like it's just there, it's another planet, another dimension. It's, you know, they have similar or, you know, they have an ecosystem or whatever you want to call it there. Right. So to some level. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. On some, yes. On some level of existence. Yes. They, they would have really cool. Yes. So I'm really glad. Yeah. I I, I was like blowing (laughs) my mind as I was writing the question. I'm like, does this even make sense? planets elementals and other planets okay (laughs) um yeah i just love this topic it's just so fun and it really again you could like we could talk about this for hours like i could ask i'll just ask these same questions over and over and you'll be like kitty i've already answered this (laughs) (laughs) um so okay we touched on that i'm just looking over my notes here all right so before we wrap it up, there's one more like big question. Once you've learned or once you've kind of understood your soul origins, as far as what realm maybe you're, you know, you've incarnated through or what have you, how can you further explore those origins? Like what would you say is the best route to go? This is another great question because I, it touches on a lot of things that I feel need to be said when it comes to soul origins. And one of those things mm. is to stay grounded. Like soul origins can be fantastical and dreamy and all of those things. But I feel like if you get lost in mm. the fantasy of what mm-hmm. is being said, you're not actually taking those lessons and applying right. them to your life. So soul origins, yeah, soul origins are meant to be integrated into your human existence so that you can rise to your highest mm-hmm. self, essentially. So, so they're important because they help you accomplish things as a human being that you may not have picked up on otherwise, but I had, I can share a story. I actually had a client who, and this is true story, true story. Uh, I had a client who, (laughs) I got her permission so I can share this story. (laughs) I had a client who came to me 
for a soul origin profile in 2013. And by 2017, she had come to me and told me that because of my reading, she ended up changing careers. And prior to the reading, she was uh, in criminal law. Mm -hmm. She was a a police officer. And after the reading, and I think she was kind of in between what to do when she came for the reading. And then after the reading, she was pointed in a new direction. And now she is a best-selling children's author based on wow. her her profile, which is just crazy. So, like, when I hear stories like that, I think, yes, right. that is exactly why you should have one done. Because it's more so meant to highlight your talents and show you a little about your weaknesses and Mm -hmm. help you integrate those things into your human existence so that you can achieve more. You can rise higher. You can vibe higher. You can evolve spiritually and as a human being. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's my best answer as to that. And apart from that, as far as exploring with information. So when I do soul origin profiles, they come with heaps of information, heaps of resources to look at and explore. But beyond that, Mm -hmm. a lot of it is going to be up to you, whether you decide to meditate on it or you decide to uh, do some shadow work with it or, you know, things like that, because Mm -hmm. a lot of it is inside work. Um, Along the same lines, like talking about staying grounded, you can definitely go off on a fantasy flight with this stuff. (laughs) And I say that because I I have found myself doing that like in the past. And I have to remind myself, whoa, okay, let's come back to earth here. You know, like that we are human beings. We're living a human, (laughs) you know, lifetime here. And, you know, while the soul origins and past lives or other lives, whatever you want to call it, they do give us insight and, um, you know, can enlighten or help expand your soul purpose shouldn't be the only thing that you focus on. Um, I've seen like along this same line, I've seen people online that really have gone to the deep end with the fantasy side and are like, you know, I'm a unicorn from, you know, Sirius A and I am here to <laughs> like fart rainbows or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just, like I poke fun, but it was like literally <laughs> to that level minus the farting rainbows thing. But, you know, and you're like, Okay, well, I don't want to judge, but whoa, we've totally gone off the deep end here as far as like what the purpose is <laughs> to exploring these things. Um, right, exactly. And if you don't, and if and if grounding is something that you struggle with, uh, my best advice to you is to be reading your profile Mm. while you're eating grounding foods because that can help as well like root vegetables or you know some big thing of french fries and greasiness yeah (laughs) because because foods do yeah Uh, um or even just being outside and putting your your feet like on the earth because 
I know for me in the past, in past years, I've had, I, when I get really into my spirituality and um, things of this nature, I can find myself taking off like way up high, you know, in my head chakras and like just floating <laughs> and I forget to ground and that's not healthy either, yeah. right? Like you, you're living a life on earth, your feet are on earth, we're sustained by the earth. So we have to, yeah, we, you know, maybe go for little flights, but make sure you come back down, you know? whether you're a unicorn or not. <laughs> um, right. For me, I know that's, that's just important. Like, and it's as easy as getting outside and, you know, just being attuned to the earth and that, that really helps. So soul origins are important, but it's also important to stay grounded and, and live your life as it's coming to you, you know, in the present moment. Yeah, and if you can uh, integrate <clears throat> your soul origin profile with your oh, yeah, human experience, sure. I've seen great things happen from that. So mm-hmm. it's de- yeah, it's definitely a balancing act. But if you can do it, yeah, it, it, so, it will work um, out well for you. Do you want sure. to end by just? Uh, I think that you wanted to maybe offer like a discount for people who are interested in having a soul origin profile done. Um, do you want to just end with talking about that and then we'll, we'll just wrap it up. Oh there. yeah. Yes. So I have soul origin profiles in my shop. You can go to www.alorarain.com slash shop. And there, and there, and there is a level one, a level two and a level three, and they are all on sale for everyone who. listens to this podcast, excuse me. And the coupon code is OO15. And that will give you 15% off of any soul origin profiles. So nice. Yeah. I'm excited to give you guys that. Well, and I just want to say again, Oh yeah. Well, maybe you'll join us, join the podcast again in the future, hopefully. Because seriously, we could, we need to talk about, we should have a whole separate episode about human origins (laughs) and just completely lose people. (laughs) (laughs) People will be like, we're so excited to listen to this. And then they'll, we'll like lose them somewhere after Atlantis or something. I know. And the funny part is, is I don't know, uh, for anyone who is listening, who doesn't know anything about me, I actually have a degree in mm. history with a minor in anthropology. So no, I'm you're not, not, you're definitely I'm not educated in these um, subjects. <laughs> I, however, do not, I have a history in science. So, <laughs> I mean, a degree in science, excuse me, a history of science, <laughs> that too. Um, all right. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up from there. Uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast with Laura Rain. Make sure you check out her website, www.alorarain.com. Go to her shop, get one of her soul origin profiles. You won't be disappointed. And thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I really, really enjoyed it. <laughs>